episode 52, boys, on a beautiful Thursday winter evening. How are you both doing? Kev, Connor? It's another lovely day in the neighborhood. Can't complain. What's up with you guys? Oh, I'm doing great. Just had a nice dinner. That's why we're recording pretty late. I do apologize to you guys you for that. But... You held us all up. I've been talking shit about you for the last 25 minutes. I don't... don't... Don't underestimate that. I'm sure you did. I actually was. I wasn't until the last like five minutes that I really started to bitch. But now um, it looks like Kevin's recording. Oh, there we go. Now we can see Kevin. Yeah, it looked no, like you were recording in the middle of a cave. Yeah. Keep some light on you, buddy. It looks like you're in a back alley somewhere. Oh, yeah. I have two lights on. The lighting sucks. Like that one time you reported live for an episode just me and you from a hotel room. That was a funny one. Um, first of all. <laughs> First of all, I just want to say that before we really get into this, our last episode with Jack and Sean actually went over the 20,000 download mark, so thank you to everyone who listened, and thank you to everyone. I mean, it's surreal thinking in 50 episodes. Our last three have all gone over 10,000 downloads, so if anyone hears this and wants to sponsor us, the door's open. Give us a phone call. Um, and other than that, just obviously thank you to Kevin for all the writing you're doing and the promotion and inside the ring. So pretty cool to see that 20,000 number for sure. Um, we have a bunch of things to talk about really. We're going to, this, this episode is going to be focused trade deadline, but before we do that, I think we got to talk some shit, not about just Kevin, about this all-star game. The, The NHL put on a trash product. There's no other way to put it. And you know it's bad when every player is alluding to it and every big-name media guy who's even paid by the NHL is like, eh, it wasn't great. Um, Did you guys even catch any of it? I I ended up going back and watching the full production of both. And what's your guys' opinion? I watched part of the skills competition. Um, I'll be honest, I never watched the actual All-Star game itself. Um, and I think I got probably about an hour into the skills competition and I was just annoyed and I was like, this is terrible and slow and clunky. And honestly, like listening to Pat Maroon talk (laughs) on the television is not necessarily the most, uh, easy or eloquent thing to listen to, I guess you could say. Um, you talk about his weight. I don't know. No. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely not. I'm not Jack Edwards, Jesus yeah. Christ. I like pizza just like the rest of them. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm going to order pizza later tonight. It's National Pizza Day after all, and it's my favorite meal. So uh, bingo, really? bango, tomato, tomato. Absolutely. Is it really National Pizza Day? Yes, it is, 100%. Uh, I wish I knew that. I would be. I planned even, what even I my was, mother knew that. I was planning really? what I had for lunch so I know I could have pizza for dinner. I actually, like, that was today. I was, like, earlier in the week, Emma had said, like, hey, we have, we have, like, a bunch of pasta meals planned for this week, and full transparency i've had no pasta so far this week so i was like i'm definitely eating a big old bowl of pasta tonight so when i went to lunch today i got a salad <laughs> trying to be healthy but... tell me you don't have children without telling me you don't have children jacob and his future wife plan their meals for the week oh yeah no like we go to the grocery store on sundays and i get all my food and i pretty much well i don't know i never know what, what i'm having but i know at least the options that are coming she knows i'm assuming yeah, well, I mean, my kids could tell me, hey, Dad, make me some mac and cheese. And right as I'm mixing everything together, almost done, they're like, hey, we wanted grilled cheese or a peanut butter and jelly. And I'm like, I quit. Smack them in the back of the head and tell them they're eating what they're eating and move on. The All-Star <laughs> Game. Kev, did you watch any of it? No, nah, I chose to go put hardwood floors 
and with my dad instead of watch that trash. Honestly, sounds like a better experience. A so gentleman I, and a scholar. Yeah, so I watched it. The issue is with the skills competition, it, it's no longer skills. The, the best two things for the skills competition was the speed skating, which sucks because it takes way too long. And guys are getting hurt. So that's an issue we can get into. Um, I forgot if what podcast I was listening to. You like to. watching NASCAR, don't you? Yeah, like it's just a circle. Oh, I love NASCAR. Like that's, Ugh. I mean, I'm, turn see, left, I turn like, left. Yeah, turn I'm left. an F1 guy. I like action. But the, just, I, I think it was Jeff Merrick who said it. Like if they want to do it right, take those guys to a wide open pond or a frozen lake up in Toronto mm-hmm. next year and have them race in a straight line, an actual straight up race and have it all pre-recorded. Like it just, just have it pre-recorded because no one wants to watch an hour of speed skating. It's like that sucked. The best thing was the accuracy shooting, um, but still, like it's just there's something about the event that's lost its luster. I think anyone watching it can tell that the players don't want to be there, and that kind of blows. Like having David Pasternak go out there and have to do a skit, and these guys all do a skit. Ovechkin and his kid, and it's dumb. It's all dumb. Like it's just I don't like I. I'm like, sorry. I don't want to see a fucking Happy Gilmore skit. I'm no, sorry. I no, want to see care. Pasta full bore down the ice. Give each shooter three attempts on you know a legit NHL goalie. Yeah, and like, dude, give these guys. All right, put the best one-on-one goal scores in the league out there. Winner gets a roll. Get when winner gets a Rolex Daytona. They're down in Florida. All those guys are trying full out. Like, why do why do we have to do it the way we do it, where we like oversponsor it and it's just it's bullshit. And you're hearing, oh, the rink was empty. The optics were terrible because yep. they, they give all the tickets away to sponsors and their people. They, they're drinking beers in the bar, walking around the rink and not focused on what's going on. It's just, it's bad optics. And it from what I heard, it was even worse in person. So like, yep, it's just, it's tough. I, I actually think I want to go next year in Toronto. I love Toronto as a city and I think I, I just want to go because I, I think they have to do a better job. Like they can't flop oh. it again. <laughs> Well, I have I have some theories. I asked you guys the other day, and neither of you answered me. I'm kind of insulted. If you can find some futures on the All-Star game next year, because I have some theories on how the NHL is going to spice it up a little bit. Oh, oh what do you think? They're going to go national? No. Well, I don't do even think? think that, although I think that's a great idea. I think that either Justin Bieber or Drake will have to be the musical talent that oh, they yeah. bring to Toronto. Yeah, I would think so. That would, I mean, right there, that makes it a better event. I mean, Justin Bieber has already said, like, we'll see you there next year. So I guarantee you that I, he's part there, of the I plan. Think. Yeah, I think they would both be there. They're both hockey fans, too, so I think that helps. Like, I mean, Drake Drake actually did, like, a collaboration with his brand and the Maple Leafs. Like, I, it was actually, like, a lot of the clothes are cool. They were unfortunately like four hundred dollars and had Maple Leafs logos on them, but they were cool. <laughs> um, you would have but, to pay me four hundred. Yeah, like it's like, <laughs> never never doing that. But um, the game itself, like the All Star game itself, the first games are boring as shit. The semifinals and finals were actually like you could tell there was actually like a million on the line, and they put out some effort. But again, like I don't know how you get these guys to buy in when they don't want to get hurt, and that's just the fear, like. They don't want to get hurt, so they're not going to give you 100% effort. Do you guys have any ideas on how they can fix it? I mean, you could try to go the the baseball route here. Um, back in the day, the All-Star game for the MLB decided which conference, you know, for hockey it would be uh, the Western Conference versus the Eastern Conference. 
And if the Eastern Conference wins the All-Star game, whichever Eastern Conference team represents in the Stanley Cup gets the home ice advantage. I 100% like that. I was going to suggest it when we roundtable back to me. Kev, you have anything? I mean, not really. It's like, it's not even just them. It's, you look at the NFL and they do flag football now. Sucks. Yeah. One thing I do like is like the NBA, they do the, like draft the players. Let these guys draft each other. Like open it all up so they can draft their friends, create these super teams. You know, that's what the players want for the NHL's done that before. They have. And right. Elliot and Jeff said, talking to players down there, a bunch of them were like, bring back the draft. The draft, do you remember? Ovi was like hammered. They yeah, were all drunk. That's why the NHL got rid of it, because yeah, they because all showed the guys, up drunk and uh, they yeah, were acting they gave, a fool. They gave their personality. Oh, yep. no. And it, oh, it gets me going. There's so many things with this where like, the NHL, now, the NHL wants the players to show their personality, and they've created this super PC culture fan base around it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's not hockey players. If you want your brand to grow, let these guys give their personality, but it's going to be PG-13 and it's going to be rated R if they're really giving their personalities because they're hockey players. And that's what TNT's doing with Biz. No, and TNT it's does like a it's, great a, it's entertainment. It's like, even with inside the NBA with Barkley it's awesome. and I love Shaq, it. it's like it's, Shaq I hate basketball, I can watch like, them. Yeah, exactly. It brings that, like, everyone can relate to that. It's funny. You want to be involved. You want to watch it just for those guys. But you also have to look at it from the other side. You know, being ESPN, being the other primary broadcaster here, like one one of their giant brands, obviously being Disney, like they're catering to children. Um, Which is, I get it. And you want want Maybe you can make TN, like if you're the NHL, maybe you can make TNT your quote unquote like adult broadcast. And ESPN is more, you know, I guess I hate to call it PC. Like, I feel like that's a terrible term for it. No, it's not. It's not. You're right. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's PC. I think it's more family friendly, but they don't need to like, it doesn't need to be so jazzed up that it's like. Just unbutton the top two buttons. That's all we're asking for. Like, like I don't want, dude, I don't want these guys swearing. Like, I don't want kids like, you know, that's not what I want. I mean, they had to learn at some point. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) But like it is time I'm gonna address that one. But like, I just I I think the product can be better. And so the let Nash, me ask the, you the NHL, When the NHL puts on an event right now, it blows. Fair. Like, the, I would either I either want to watch TNT or Nesson. Like I don't right. want to go watch ESPN or NHL. Even like when they throw even like the ABC Winter Classic, it wasn't that great. No, like it. Like I mean, the, the pregame stuff, like all like, that. Like it was, probably... it was cool. Like Sam Hunt was cool, but it was no like I don't know. I wouldn't say it was bad, but like it just. I feel it could have been better. It could have been better for it's sure. Like Winter Classic, one one time a year, go all out. Yeah, I just like there wasn't but even like, stuff but around even Fenway. Like the days, there was nothing. There was like right. nothing around. But even Fenway. like the days prior when we went to that. Yeah, those that, that was thing. That was, it was everything's was tailored for children, right. and it's like I mean I get it. Like I get it. Tailored for kids. Build fans forever. Like I understand, yeah. Really business Taylor for kids and a bunch of drunken Bostonians. Like. Yeah, it's it's just it's a weird mix at a lot of things for sure. Bruins especially, but I don't know. The you All Star game, thought the All Star game awesome. worse every year. Yeah, I know you guys paid attention because of Jack Ashan, but did you see some of what actually happened at the AHL All Star game? They were they actually played hockey. Yeah, it yeah. was actually competitive. One, two. The thing that I really liked and would love to see the NHL do this, if you want to see a fucking packed all-star game for the skills competition, 
get rid of the sidewalls. Get rid of all the glass on the sidewalls in the middle of the ice in the neutral zone. Just like they did in Laval, where people could, you know, come down and players yeah. could come up and sign autographs and talk and, to the fans and da da da. Yeah, I I, yeah, I don't. I think they got to try anything at this point and bring it back to being skills, and tell these guys like, hey, if you don't want, right now, you're not allowed to opt out of the All Star game in the NHL. It's a fine, so these guys aren't doing it. You know what? Take the guys who want to be there, and like, like I forgot who suggested this. I I actually think it was Andrew Raycroft. Like, take Brad Marchand from the Bruins. You think Marchand won't get people going? He's gonna go out there and try. That was my favorite thing about watching the games is that the. the Atlantic Division had the Tuchuk brothers, and Matt Tuchuk's such a rat, he just played hockey. It was great, and he dominated because he was one of the guys actually playing hockey. But, like, I think it just has to be, like, get these guys to buy into putting a good product. Because it, it, it should be a marquee event. It should be something that, like, the three of us aren't playing Xbox together. Like, yep, we all shut that off. Like, that, it's like... Which is exactly hockey. what happens. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, we're huge hockey fans. Like, we should want to watch that, but, like, I don't want to feel like we're wasting our time. The three of us do this, we do stuff for the website, we work all day, our own jobs. We don't have three hours to waste in our day in our days off on that. It's like, sorry, the product sucks. Yep. We're not going to waste our value time on it. And that's sad. And I think this is a perfect segue, as long as nobody else has anything they want to oh, pile on, no. to the, and this is not on the sheet, but the NHL view, viewership, being down 22%. Yeah, it's down 22%, but there's there's reasons behind it. So, number one, their uh, revenue's up. It's up to like $6 billion from 5.3 or 5.5. It's because there's a lot more people watching on ESPN. That does not include streaming. People are streaming on ESPN Plus or streaming on Nesson 360 or anything like that. So, viewership's actually not down. It's just that more people are streaming. More money's actually coming in. I was ready to yell about that. Hmm. I'll have to go and look at that because yeah. I hadn't heard that it dis- yeah. it doesn't it, include it the doesn't it the doesn't streams. include the streams and like the people who are on the streaming platforms. That's just purely like ESPN's viewer stats. Yeah. So but ESPN's let, product sucks. Let like, me ask you this though, because this is like a an overall broad topic which also has salary cap implications, which trade deadline, yada yada. With all of this revenue being record-setting revenue, you're seeing the Ottawa Senators are estimated to be sold at $800 million, which is like $200 million over what the value of the franchise is estimated at yep. last. Um, where is the salary cap really going to go? Like, obviously, people who've listened to this podcast for a while know that I'm that you know, old crabby asshole who yells at the clouds when it comes to paying players more money. But like, holy dog shit. Like this league is, n- I saw Alan Walsh's tweet. I'm just remembering this now. And he had a layout of what the NHL, MLB, NBA, uh, who am I forgetting? NFL, NBA, MLB, and the NHL. Yeah. All four. The revenue for the NHL is only like five to six, like billion dollars off some of these other leagues, and our salary cap is laughable compared to all the other leagues. Like, right. when is it gonna give? And when you're looking at that too, you look at like the top players, and you had one league up here that had ten billion, but their highest paid player was forty four million a year. 
We yeah. have five and a half billion. Well, high guys, thirteen million. Like and it was Tyler Sagan, LOL. Right, and it's Why like, do you guys think that is? It's ridiculous. It's hard cap. Oh, I know. Greedy owners, and Gary Bettman's very good at his job. People talk shit about Gary. Gary's job is to represent the owners. He's an attorney. Well, duh, yeah. He does a kick-ass job at it. But right. My whole thing, like, the is players got some people... new representation. Marty, Marty Walsh. Walsh. Marty Walsh, who was in fact at the State of the Union. The designated survivor. He wasn't at the State of the Union. Yeah, he was. He was the designated survivor. He was down in the bunkski. Yeah, somewhere far, far away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. I was like, there. Do you think there? There had to be like a we're keeping you alive. For yeah, the they NHL. knew. Like it, it was a little bit of a giggle, giggle type situation. Yeah, but on the opposite hand, if things would have went terribly, the NHLPA would have been fucked because now he's president. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I I think Trump wore many hats. So maybe um, Trump was businessman. He was a clown. He was, <laughs> he was the president. He was a military leader. I think he a probably Cheeto was puff. a pro golfer. He looked like a Cheeto puff. He did a lot of things. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Too much politics. This I know, is a guys. We're podcast. actually. I'm be honest. Like you can't really find people who like. I'll I'll say this for the three of us. We did not like Trump, and we don't like Biden. So it'd be you can hate us. You can like us. We don't like any of the presidents. And we really don't care what you think. No, not even the slightest. But I don't, I don't like any politician, so there's that. Here, but I'll, I'll lay it out. This is my last political statement of the day. This is my political affiliation, right? Fights belong in hockey. That's my political affiliation. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, I might really like... That's that. I'm, I'm big, with, big with that. I was actually yelling. and not yelling. I feel I like I should tweet to, that. I was talking to a couple of parents at the rink. And they were just talking about how, like, it's just so wild that, like, kids can't hit now till they're, like, 13, 14 years old. And, like, we all the parents agree. Like, like it's just dumb that kids are going to be, like, getting hitting puberty before they can lay a body check. And it's just mm-hmm. stupid. But that's my – hitting and fighting should be in hockey. That's my political affiliation, too. Um, yeah. Uh, NHL sucks. I don't know. They don't pay their people. Just We love the NHL. We love them. It makes us all happy, but they got to start paying people. But here's this is why we're here. We're here to talk some trade deadline. We're going to jump into the dirty water first with the Bruins, and then we'll hit our top targets around the league. Could you guys hear me that whole time? Because my mic was muted. It mutes everyone's Yeah, it mutes everybody's. No, like when I was, I okay, that I got confused for a second. I thought that I was muted the whole time I was just talking. I freaked out for a second. No. Ooh. Dirty water. So we already saw a big name come off the board. I'm just going to pop up our top 10 trade targets right now. We'll leave it on for the remainder of the show. Um, that's not how I'm doing that. What an idiot I am. There we go for our YouTube viewers. Um, I'm going to read off the top. Actually, Kev, you made the list. You read Beep it. Boop. You read it. Who are your top No. Ten? I'm not gonna do it because me and hockey names do not agree. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I already I gotcha. read. I already read the list to my dad, so you can do it, Connor. All right, number one on the list: Timo Meyer. Two, Patrick Kane. Number three, the spicy one, from Detroit, Dylan Larkin. Number four, Ryan O'Reilly. Five, Vancouver Zone, Brock Besser. Six. Kevin's man crush, Jacob Chikrin. Seven, I sent you a text about him, Luke Shen. Eight, Joel Edmondson. Nine, John Klingberg. And to round out the list, a team who was busy today, the St. Louis Blues, 
Ivan Barbashev. Oh, wee! There's the list. Yeah, so we're just going to look at this from a Bruins point of view right now. I think we can count out the top two. Neither of the top two are ended up in Boston. Timo Meyer to the Bruins just doesn't really make sense money wise. No. He's, he's due 10 mil. I don't think. I mean, nothing here makes money wise for us, but. I know. We'll figure it out. I, I'll give you my conversation with my dad. My dad's top guy he would want would be Larkin. I think the three of us all agree we would love Dylan Larkin. Don't see that happening. I think that if the Bruins can get anyone from four, five, and six on that list, we'd be really happy. If they could get a Ryan O'Reilly, five, get a pass. Brock Besser, ah, for the right price, I would get Besser. But I think to I, play him on your third line wing. Yeah, I know. Power play, I went back though. and forth with my dad. He's a pure goal scorer. Like goal scoring matters. Was. No, he still is. What's he's playing on Vancouver. I know. I, I I don't. I mean, that's what my dad was like. You really want to play Besser over Freddie? And I was like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, because yeah. I, I mean, Freddie's still going to play. And like, right. I mean, just... Bess is still a guy that has four 20 goal campaigns. Yeah, he's only like, 25. I, I, yeah. He, he's a good player. I really do think that. Um, My number one target on this list, without a doubt, is Jacob Chikrin. Great contract. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard from everyone, he's a good dude. Um, I do worry that he's never played meaningful hockey in his professional career. So that, that's something that scares me a bit, but. You know, I my, my guy that I'd want to see them get is Chikrin. Realistically, Same. I think we're looking probably at Ivan Barbashev, Joel Edmonds, and Luke Shen type players. So let me throw this in here because go, this was go. reported on right before we started recording today by Pierre Lebrun. Luke Shen himself has indicated to management that he is fine with staying put and even signing an extension. So to me, this is going to come down to what's on the table. Is it worth moving the pending UFA? Or do they keep him around? Yeah, like you look at that, right? And it's it's like I was talking to my dad about it too, and obviously my dad and I talk hockey often. But he, it's like, what is the price going to be? Like you can't be overpaying for a guy who's going to come be your sixth, seventh defenseman. Like that's bananas. So right, like everything I've, I've heard is a first round pick. Yeah, that's fucking bananas. That's dude. bananas for somebody who's a couple of years, years ago old. couldn't even find a place to play in the no. NHL. Yeah, he's just. just getting passed around there's no shot like no way kev you yeah, you see it on that right buddy You're saying no yeah no like, i remember like, originally when the reports came out it was gonna be like a mid-round pick like a third or like a second maybe a third but it's gone up and obviously yeah, you look at idiots like us keep saying his name right and you look at like years past of like what people gave up for like um last year ben Girat, an unprotected first round pick it's just players like that. It's been the pattern is for a rental defenseman first round pick the last two years. So the price is set, and that's the thing. And everyone but those knows defensemen it. are good. Yeah, that's this guy is like just a stay at home checking defenseman. He he's like Derek Forber, but not as good. Oh, I know. He's I think <laughs> a, he's two hundred and seventy seven hits and eighty six block shots in the season. Yeah, yeah I'd love to the roll him out in game five, six, and seven of playoff series for sure. Agreed. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I actually think that, like, I'd be happy if they just go out and get Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. And we have a guy who can score a couple goals throughout the playoffs who is big, physical, and has some talent to add to that fourth line. I have no issue with that. I really don't. I I don't know. I mean, if you look at it, though, the Jacob Chikrin deal, I'm not. Like, personally, I don't think that the Bruins are going to end up with him because I think that there'll be other teams that have more to offer. To the Coyotes. However, 
if you just look at Don Sweeney's history at the trade deadline, this Jacob Chikrin trade is absolute pure Don Sweeney yeah, it is. at its core. A player who's going to be around for a couple years. Talented. You know that you're going to give up a first, a prospect, and a player. And you know that Sweeney will try to attach either Mike Riley or Craig Smith along with a second pick. And it will look exactly like a Matt, uh, a Matt Bolesky and Rick Nash trade back in the day. It'll look very similar to the um, Hampus Lindholm trade. Yeah, I... And the... Uh, shoot, what was the other one? Taylor Hall? More. No. No, Hall was uh, a sweet stall Hall. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that if we were to give up the same amount that we gave up for Lindholm for Chikrin, I'd be happy. Right. So one thing I saw that it actually made me think, the best though, decor in the NHL. Like, right. You have three elite defensemen in your top four. Your mm-hmm. top pairing is Chikrin and McAvoy. That's just stupid. Yeah. But then but one thing, interesting thing I did see the other day was if you give up Mason Lowry to get Chikrin, they're only th- almost just barely three years apart in age. Mm-hmm. Chikrin's a proven guy. Been in the league, what, seven years now? Like, or something like that. It's yeah, insane I, to think. One thing you got to realize, where does Don Sweeney like to draft our prospects from? Where does he look for prospects? Where does the he NCAA. draft? NCAA. Exactly. Do you know what the problem is with drafting NCAA prospects? They don't come to you until they're 24 They're years, old, years past. Years old people in the OHL or just the CHL in general. And I mean, so what we do see, like sometimes it translates great, but usually I think, I really think he makes his money on those guys in the undrafted free agents who show that they develop. Do you know why? A guy like Tory Krug, because he, because they can overdevelop them. Yeah. Because they don't need them because they have a good team. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Like it is the, I mean, but it's different. Like, the really stud prospects, like, first-round NCAA prospects still come to you at 17, 18. But yeah. the later-round guys, yeah, for sure. Like they, And, I mean, I mean and then there's always the risk, like, they're going to stay and then they can sign anywhere. So. I'm not saying that Sweeney's a bad drafter. Like, I did the, the homework, and I pulled up every draft pick that Sweeney had since he came in as the Bruins' general manager. I excluded the 2022 draft because it's the, quote-unquote, too soon to tell but I did like a, a baseball batting average of Don Sweeney and I, you know, a hit or a miss on most of these players that he's drafted. And his batting average came in around 330. Like if you were a baseball player or you're familiar with baseball and you're hitting over 300, you're a really good player in the MLB. Now, mind you, I haven't done the math yet to compare Sweeney to some other general managers. Like obviously there's probably other GMs that are better and there's probably some that suck way worse than that. But without comparing, you know, apples to apples and just looking at it by itself, it's not terrible. The Bruins are still in a competitive nature, you know, as we look at things right now. And I would probably say probably surprising us compared to what we've been expecting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting that you mentioned too early in the 2022 draft. And that could turn out to be one of Sweeney's best draft classes ever. Like, those guys in their first years since we've had them in our program, like in the leagues they're in, they are popping off. All of them. All of them are. Except for, 
What is up with Cole Spicer? Did he get hurt? Is that the issue? Like I saw. Uh, I'm not sure like, with him. Like five points, three games, or something. Three points, two games. Some weird. No, it was. It was not a lot of games. But like, everyone else, though, even like a guy like Jackson Edward, who's what a seventh yeah, round pick. Yeah. He's a big offensive minded defenseman, big boy sure. that can score. Yeah, I. I mean, I think that kind of you guys have anything else on the Bruins? I, I think we all expect the Bruins to do something. Um. We'll obviously tweet out once we hear more, but I, I guess our our consensus top pick is we'd like to see him go after Chikrin. Right. And I think it, and he's good money. I think they could re-sign him at good value. I, I think he'd be great. Um, but and the thing cost, is... So just get ready for the cost. Right, and we know, Sweeney's already said, we're going after a left-shot defenseman and a bottom-six winger. You know what you're going for. Those are your two positions of need. They're just trying to go up because they don't really need much tinkering. And Sweeney also said... If it's going to mess with the chemistry too much, he's not going to make a deal. Like how they talked about Brandon Carlo going. That could mess up the chemistry in that locker room so much that they're not willing to do it. So we shall see what happens. If officially tomorrow is three weeks to the treadli- uh, trade deadline. The treadline. The treadline. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely um, – I it's just kind of like wait and see. Just really is like wait and see. Spicer has two goals and two assists in 20 games with Minnesota Duluth this season. Yeah, and this so? is looking at a stat that was published January 19th of this year. So that's a little bit old now, but... Still a young guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, I, I think the whole draft is just that he did a good job on that one as of right now. So let's jump into it. Let's look at it from a whole league point of view. Let's see if I can hit a video. We'll hit a, a little, I don't know. I guess we don't really have a video for it. We're just leaving the graphic up. Um, let's see. We got a little, we'll be right, right back with the trades. <laughs> that may be the funniest little. I thought we had a trade rumor video. I don't know. I guess not. Do we have a rumor rundown? Did I we thought make we a did. Rumor? Do we have yeah. it? Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's in the Google Drive. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, I don't have it on here. Oh. But um, let's go. Of course, the one episode we need to have, we didn't have it. So we're gonna go through the top ten. I'm gonna say the name. You guys are gonna say where you think they're gonna go, and that's how we're gonna do it. All right. Copy that, Captain. We're, we'll start off at the bottom with number ten, Ivan Barbashev. Connor, you can lead the way. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Kev, who you have? I just wrote an article about this guy, but I forget where I said he was going to go. You've written a lot recently. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, He could be a guy that uh, I think, what, New Jersey's looking at, filling there, but we shall see. All right. Yeah, I I think I – I'll say I agree with both of them. I'm not. I think that I could see him going to Boston. I think I could see him going to Jersey. I think I could see him going to Toronto. One of those three teams that are kind of in the mix and could use a little more grit. Next one, we got John Klingberg. Kev, you can lead the way. Yeah, I think you can see Klingberg either out in L.A. or for the Kings or in Edmonton for the Whalers. Nowhere. Stays put in Anaheim. Yeah, I don't know that anyone's going to overpay for him. I really don't. I don't think anybody's going to want him. He's a $6 million defenseman, and he's honestly just a one-way defenseman. He's an offensively gifted guy, but he's not really going to help you keep the puck out of the net. No, 
No, not at all. Um, who do we got next? We got Joel Edmondson. Oh, for this one, he's staying in Montreal. They're very reluctant to trade him, but the price is right. They could. I mean, he's 29. They're in the middle of a rebuild. Could be another first-round pick. Won't be bad, but I think Hughes will keep him around for a little bit. I think he's going to move. It's hard to really say where he's going to go, but I think it's going to be likely whoever strikes out on Chikrin is going to be looking at Edmondson. So I'll probably say L.A. there. I think L.A. misses out on Chikrin and goes in a different direction, and they go for somebody with a little more term. I'm going to go with, on my end, I'm going with you, the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Florida Panthers. Interesting. I don't Very field. Are I they going to give field. Montreal another first-round pick? That's what I was thinking, yeah. They would give them another first. Maybe they give them a first and a third or something. <laughs> Billy Zito selling the farm. Luke Shen. Boston Bruins. I'm going to say that he re-signs. I'm saying stays put. I just don't I don't see it. Like I don't I don't think anyone's paying the price they want unless it comes down catastrophically. I think he's staying. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't see him going anywhere. I think you will find his type of production and player much 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 cheaper. And if you're Vancouver and you're looking for roster players to not take up a ton of your cap space and give you production going forward, Luke Shen is great for that because he's not going to demand a high salary and he's going to play in your lineup every night and he's going to be reliable. Yeah, yeah, I, I honestly think he, he stays. I really do. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, Kev, where do you, where do you have him going? Ooh, um, Chikrin, Chikrin, Chikrin. Well, it's going to be either L.A., Boston, or Toronto. Three big dogs, three big cities. Same. That's That was you know my I mean? figure as well. They're yeah. all so close. It's just really hard to tell. Who's, who's going to get it over the goal line? Yeah, who's going to push it forward? Like, I think from all of these teams, like, you're getting a first. If you're looking at L.A., it's going to be Turcotte. If you're looking at – or Byfield. If you're looking at Toronto, uh, it's probably going to be nice. It's Turcotte over Byfield. I don't think Byfield gets moved for – Okay, either way. You know, Turcotte there, nice out of Toronto, yeah. Lysel in Boston, or a low rye. Yeah, no, and I, I think it's just deciding what player they like the most. And then it'll exactly. be a roster player of some extent. So who do you want to pitch in there? Yeah, and a first. So, like, L.A., they will be happy to give you a right-hand defenseman. They've got an overabundance. So there you go. They'll give you one. I think Boston would happily give you Brandon Carlo or Matt Grizzlick in exchange, you know, in this trade. Toronto... I don't know. I mean, you really have to look at somebody younger who's probably not even on their roster. Like, New Hook is probably the youngest roster player that would be of interest to the Coyotes, but I would probably look at somebody like a Nick Robertson. New Hook. Alex Newway. Is it New Hook's brother or something? No. Wait, I'm confused. Isn't it? Hold on. No. Alex Newhook plays, plays for the Colorado Avalanche. There was a trade there last year. No, it wasn't Newhook. They didn't get Newhook. Oh, Kerfoot. Kerfoot. Kerfoot, yeah. Kerfoot, was, yeah, not yeah. Newhook. Yeah, I think they would look more at like a Robertson or a Nyes for sure. Well, um, no, Robert, I think it Robertson, would be Robertson, dude. Nyes, and a first yeah, for Chikrin. Yeah, Robertson, man. Like he, 
he's super talented. He, I think he just needs a change of scenery, really. Like it just yeah, hasn't worked out. Has he's no hurt. opportunity. It's just been that's been tough. I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Brock Besser, where do you guys have him going? Ooh. I'm going first before you guys take it. Edmonton Oilers. Nope. They need more goal scoring. They need a lot of everything. I don't know. There's been a lot yeah, of chit chat going on. Vancouver's not trading him to Edmonton. That's definitely wrong. There's a lot of chit chat going on about Brock Besser and a potential matchup in Montreal. I just don't know what that trade would really look like. To be honest with you, it would sound like that's more of a cap dump trade for Vancouver than anything. So I think if the market is completely dry on Besser and they don't have anywhere to ship him off to, they're just going to dump him in Montreal. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I don't know that he would be a bad fit there either. Like he's young, he's 25 to play with those guys. I actually think that's a great fit, really. I think it's another guy to make. Montreal is going to be freaking good in like two or three years. Man. I think that just helps me more. Ryan O'Reilly. Wait, I didn't get to go. Oh, sorry, Besser, Kevy. Sorry, buddy. Ooh, Washington Capitals. Good. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. Anthony Mantha, part two. Yeah. No, I, Besser. I like Brock Besser. I think he just is miserable playing up in that shithole team. Like honestly, like I, I really do. I think Besser could be good again. Ryan O'Reilly. Ooh. I don't know that he moves. I don't. I don't think he does. He's got a, a foot or an ankle injury right now that's making him moderately questionable for what he's going to be able to do when he returns or how quickly he can return to full-time status. He doesn't have a small contract, obviously. And then, of course, on the production side of thing, it's what are you really going to get out of him? Yeah. I look at him like it's the only team I think he would even like make sense to go to is the Bruins or the Hurricanes because he'd want a team he thinks can definitely win the cup and it has a bunch of leaders in it. I think he's overrated personally. Sort of. I. No, he's good. He's a good player, but he's he's, good, but he's not great. He, in my opinion, years of great are behind him for sure. He's going to be one of those guys that people are like, "Ah, man, he didn't make the Hall of Fame. Damn it." He's going to end up David Backus wherever he goes if they sign him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't know. I don't, where do you think, Kev? I think he stays. I'm saying. I think he stays. It's just. He stays. The injury is just so questionable. And, you know what I mean? No one, if you're going to trade with the Blues, probably want for him. It's, you need to know, hey, he's going to produce in the playoffs this year. Hey, he's going to produce in the second half of the regular season. You need those guarantees when you're trading. Talking about trading a first or a prospect for a guy when you're going all in on a cup this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, hard to argue that for sure. The the next guy is one we already talked about where we want him to go. I it, Dylan Larkin, I'm going to be honest with you guys. He's staying in Detroit. He's staying in Detroit. Dylan Larkin grew up in Michigan. He's a Detroit Red Wings fan. He's the captain of their team. He wants to be a Red Wing unless And they're only want. like yeah. they're only like a half a million to a million difference. Something disrespectful would have to happen. I just don't I just don't see it. No, he would have to decide that that million to a half a million dollars isn't worth it to him. Because I can tell yeah. you right now, Stevie Y ain't that guy. No, no, no. He's no, not no going to bend and say, hey, we're going to give you an extra million a year. No, the fuck he's not. Kev, what are you, what are you doing into your microphone right now, buddy? You think that sounds good for everybody? Whatever you're doing there. You I don't even hear chips? anything. Eating some fucking chips or something? Oh, I was getting a mint. We don't Maybe care that, that your breath stinks. I know, buddy. It's all right. It can be kicking. 
Uh, yeah, Larkin, I think he stays. Next guy, I think, stays too. Patty Kane. I think we need to take a pause in our trade deadline targets, and we should probably acknowledge a little something that happened today oh, over yeah. at oh my God. our presenting sponsor, Inside the Rink. Wait, what are we talking about? Tarasenko? Absolutely. Oh my god, I can't believe we just made it this long talking about Tarasenko. What idiots we are. Tarasenko, good I, I mean, about... we still haven't talked about Bo, Hor- Bo Horvat being traded either, oh but god. we'll we're wait not, until I'm after be honest, this. We're, we're not firing today. We're not firing all cylinders. Tarasenko got traded to the New York Rangers for Sammy Blay. It was a prospect named Skinner. Yep, Skinner, and then a, a conditional first round pick and a conditional fourth. The fourth is a third. Don't like it. Let's not be fooled. The conditions. Yeah. Are so the conditions the are on the first round pick. It can either be the Rangers' own pick or the Dallas Stars pick that they got for Nils Lundqvist, but it'll be whichever one is the higher pick. Now, if they both ended up being a top ten pick, it would punt to next year, and they would get next year's New York Rangers pick. For the fourth round condition, if the Rangers make the playoffs, it'll be a third round pick. So as long as half their team doesn't decombust, They're making that should be a third round pick. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this one? I love it for the Rangers. Um, this I mean, I screamed I've... Taylor Hall point like 2.0. Tarasenko had a no trade clause. Yeah, and he, he dictated he where he wanted to go because, oh, one thing we forgot to mention, the Blues retained 50% yeah. of Tarasenko, and we didn't even mention, they also sent the Rangers Nico Mikola. Who's a good third-pairing big boy who can, play, who can help them be even grittier. I, I like the Rangers, man. I really so do. the Rangers gained cap space, barely gave up any actual usable assets that they care about because they have enough prospects that they don't care about the first and the fourth or the third. And they got rid of Sammy Blay who they'd been scratching recently. Yeah, no, I I really, and sent him back whence he came. It was good. They did a good job. Um, Rangers are a force to be reckoned with. And I don't think we can count out the fact that Panarin and Tarasenko played a world juniors together. They won a world juniors gold together. And they're also, Two Russians who I think are going to match up and complement each other's play style very, very well. Right, like Tarasenko, people forget like he's a, he's been hurt for the last like three years, he's but he was he-, he was healthy last year and had thirty four goals, and I think like eighty something points, seventy six points. So when Tarasenko's healthy, that man is a goal scorer. Oh, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And I'm happy for him because he's been he's wanted out of St. Louis for about two years yeah, now. Ever since they didn't name him the captain. <laughs> Right, so he's been wanted out, and then I was reading today that last off this past off season he gave them who he would uh, waive his no trade clause for, and it was uh, Islanders, Rangers, and Devils. He wanted to go to New York, that area, and they finally made it happen for him. And hopefully, like you see these guys, some of them are miserable. They just want to play ha- hockey, have fun. So it's good that Tarasenko has the opportunity for that now. Kevin, known Russia lover. The um, I do have next a one off shirt. I know the next yeah, one that piece of shit who didn't want to participate in yeah, the All Star game. Yeah, he was such game. a loser, dude. Like I don't respect that guy at all anymore. 
Like if you're there, man, I would be like, pissed yeah, if I was a, a wild loser, fan dude. that like, went he, to that like, game. Honestly, like you're a clown for doing that. Like the, you think the kid, like come on, man. Like you're there, you're getting paid, you're there for the fans. It's not about you because you think something's corny. You think Pasta want to dress up like Happy Gilmore, dude? He's, yes. Pasta's, Pasta's significantly better player than you. Significantly worth more money and just a bigger star. He went out there and put Capri on a Soft clown has show a bigger contract currently. Yeah, so... but he's not a better player than David For Pasta. now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just a joke. Like, if Pasta goes on and does that, if Oveshkin and Crosby will go out there and will do the show, done it their whole career, you can do it, bro. End rant. Bo Horvat to the AHL, I'm just kidding, to the New York Islanders. <laughs> um, the bane uh, of my entire existence. Yeah, their fans... In Lou Lamorello, although good trade, it was a good trade. Good trade, you know? man. Great soundbite afterwards too. Anthony Beauvillier. I didn't know that was real. I thought whoa, it was whoa, a joke. time out, time out. We'll get there. Let's at least say <laughs> what the trade was first. Bo Horvat goes to the Islanders. They retained a little bit of salary, did they not? Kevin, fact check me. I do think. I think they did not. Okay, not they didn't at all. No, they did. They retained, I think, like close to 25% because they oh, made Horvat's contract 4.125. And Anthony Beauvillier, who went the opposite way, has an AAV of 4.1. So there was like 0. 0.025 a difference. But along with Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratty, or Atu Ratu, depending who you ask, Addy Ratty, Atu Ratu, Ratty, and people looked at me like I was a silly goose. Um, and a first-round pick go back the other way to Vancouver. Now, it was after the All-Star break. Obviously, the trade had already happened. Um, Horvat played the entire All-Star weekend in an Islanders jersey, but participating as a Vancouver Canuck on the Pacific Division. Really awkward, but nonetheless, he comes out All-Star weekend shaking and baking, and bam! Here it is, eight-year extension, the New York Islanders. 8.5 sheets. 8.5 bones a year. He's worth that. He's worth yeah. it. He's worth it. I think I... the thing that stuck out the most, aside from the quote, which I'll let Kevin or you enjoy in a minute, is that I looked at it, and all of the New York Islanders players, if you look at what their roster will look like in, I think it's four years, they're going to have like three half years. of their roster. Three years, my bad. Senior half of their center. roster is going to be like over 33 years old and making bank. This team is going to be awful, and I don't think that this team is going to be able to win a Stanley Cup within the next even four years. So I, I just don't get it. It seems I know. like a stopgap. They got Sorokin, another good Russian man. Sorokin, not Sorokin. Exactly. The hell is Whatever that? they say it. I don't speak Russian, man. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I mean, I agree. It's funny. I agree. I don't think it's going to work out at all. I just don't. Let's get back to the other trade, people. I I, yeah, I got some dinner to eat. Yeah. The... Some dinner, kid? What do you think yeah. you are? I mean, there's Something. only one left. Number one on the trade bait. Yeah, we're going to ignore Patrick Kane in his need of a new hip. Timo Meyer, where do you guys have him going? New Jersey, put him, book it even more. I Jack agree. Hughes is hurt now. They're going to bring him in, and boom. Carolina Hurricanes are going to come out of left Ugh, field. I'd hate that. And they're going to make the biggest splash they've ever made. You know no. why? Because they've got ass loads 
of LTIR space right now, and they're jonesing to use it. Well, Devils just have cap space. The Devils and they're have gonna... the cap space, but Carolina is a better team. So what's actually good for the Devils is, well, Jack Hughes out, was it Alex Holtz? Alexander he's, Holtz? Yeah, he's a, so he's in the he's coming up and replacing Hughes ways out. And that's the biggest name that's being linked to if the Devils do want to trade for Meyer, they're gonna trade Holtz to San Jose. So See, like for me, this this Hughes injury is a big deal. Like if he wasn't hurt, I think that they pull the trigger now. You're seeing all of these trades start to pop off. And this is gonna really push the chips in for a lot of general managers to get their, their work done early. But now if you're Fitzgerald in New Jersey, you have to think, well, wait a minute, maybe I do want to wait a little bit and see what happens. Like you've got an entire month before the trade deadline and your best player on your team, three weeks, buddy, three weeks is now hurt. Like what a lot can happen in those three weeks. But the thing is you have Eric Holla. Get out. <laughs> You're fired. Get out. <laughs> Eric I'm sure, I'm sure they wish to have Pablo Zaka back for now. Probably. I mean, Zaka he would at least put up some Norris. points. Yeah. I mean, Pablo Zaka for the Norris. Um, for the Jesus heart. Christ. No, I'm going Norris. I think he's going to move to defense next year. Oh, Paul uh, Mitch Martin? Yeah. Yeah, remember that? That was funny. It was even like even like NHL got on board. You like go to Hut and there's, you can get a Marner defense card. It's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I think Timo Meyer goes. I think I really do think he's going to go to New Jersey. I think that kind of wraps it up here for our little pre-trade deadline talk. Obviously, once we get closer, we'll be breaking more news and going in with it. One question for you all. Yeah. Who do you think's the next player to get traded? Next player to get traded on this list, it is... Um, I don't think it's going to be anybody on this no, list. No, it's going to be smaller names or someone out of left field. Oh, I got two honorable mentions. Hit him, hit him, hit him. Jonathan Taves? Nope. He's Connor hurt. Garland. Well, illness. Connor Garland. Connor Garland could go to the Boston Bruins. I'll leave no. us with that. Lot, guy from Massachusetts. Hey, nice puck. Cut the tape. He said, Connor Garland, cut the tape. Cut the tape.